Would you remain seated and turn to hymn 154, please, and join us in the singing of this hymn. And think about these words as you sing them, please. Welcome each and every one to the house of the Lord this morning in the name of Jesus Christ, as we're commanded to do all things in his name. The only Bible that says 
there was none to give room for him is our Bible. All of the other Bibles, well over 100, say that there was no room. Now it came to pass that there was a day set apart by the unbelievers that all those who believed in those traditions should be put to death. Except the sign should come to pass which had been given by Samuel the Lamanite, Samuel the prophet. Now it came to pass that when Nephi The son of Nephi saw this wickedness of his people. His heart was exceeding sorrowful. And it came to pass that he went out and bowed himself down upon the earth and cried mightily to his God in behalf of his people. Yea, those who were about to be destroyed because of their faith in the tradition of their fathers. And it came to pass that he cried mightily unto the Lord all that day. And behold, the voice of the Lord came unto him, saying, Lift up your head and be of good cheer, for behold, the time is at hand. And on this night shall the sign be given. And on the morrow come I unto the world to show the world that I will fulfill all that which I have caused to be spoken by the mouth of my holy prophets. Behold, I come unto my own to fulfill all things which I have made known unto the children of men, from the foundation of the world and to do the will both of the Father and of the Son, of the Father because of me and of the Son because of my flesh. The last hymn that we're going to sing says these words let every heart prepare him room so it is uh, that we ask you today brothers and sisters to prepare your heart and to let him in to your heart
Heavenly Father, we uh, come to your house this morning that we might adore thee, that we might recognize your love for us. Help us to open our hearts that we might receive of your goodness through the power of your Spirit this day. And we ask that your Spirit might come and rest within each one and that you might speak to us individually and collectively that you might be with our brother Justin as he would break forth the word of life, and that today we might come in remembrance to remember your Son and what he has done that we might live eternally with you. Bless our endeavors to honor you, dear Lord, and pray that we might have strength in these latter days to endure that we might testify of your goodness in and through our life. Bless us now, we would pray. For the sake of thy kingdom, in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. this morning, I'd like to read from Luke, beginning in the 6th chapter and the 36th verse. But first I want to say that I know you've heard this before, for every action there's a reaction. In the 36th verse it says, Be ye merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Judge not. These are the actions. Judge not. What is the reaction? And ye shall not be judged. The action, condemn not. The reaction, and ye shall not be condemned. The action, forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. The 38th verse. The action, give, and it shall, the reaction, And it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. For all of our actions, there's a reaction. How many of you can say that because you gave, that you have not received. I find myself that as I give, whether it's here, whether it's a gift, no matter what it is, when you give, you always have that gift of reaction, which is a good feeling, and which is what the Lord wants us to do. Can you bow with me, please? Our Heavenly Father, we... Thank you, Lord, that we have this opportunity to offer up a part of that gift which you have given to us. I pray, Lord, that you will bless these monies that are offered, that they may be used for the building of your kingdom, for the welfare of your souls. I pray this all give thanks to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
I greet each one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I find myself asking, who am I that I can stand and speak in remembrance and memorial of one such as great, such as our Lord Jesus Christ? I wish to read a scripture for you, but I will not give you the reference until after I am done. I would like for you to contemplate this scripture. Close your eyes if you may, if you wish. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquities of all of us. He was oppressed, and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare this generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgressions of my people was he stricken. He made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no evil, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sins of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Yea, even so he shall be led, crucified and slain, and flesh, the flesh becoming subject even unto death the will of the Son being swallowed up in the will of the Father. And thus God breaketh the bands of death, having gained victory over death, giving the Son power to make intercession for the children of men, having ascended into heaven, having the bowels of mercy, being filled with compassion toward the children of men, standing betwixt them and justice, having broken the bands of death, taken upon himself their iniquity and their transgressions, having redeemed them and satisfied the demands of justice. This is found in Mosiah chapter 8, 21 through 27, 34 through 37. And brothers and sisters, today, as we think upon the sacrament before us, I would commend to you the greatest gift of love that's ever been bestowed upon man. And if you would, I would like for us to think upon the moments leading up to the crucifixion of our Lord. And we recall his, him leaving his disciples. With, he had a few disciples with him. They went into the garden. 
It was late. They had just celebrated the feast of the Passover. He had washed their feet. They had had the meal. And as he passed out, they passed out into the night. He went into the garden and he began to pray by himself. And you recall that his agony was so much that the stress within his body welled up and it caused his blood, his capillaries to burst. That he sweat even great drops of blood. And then next we see that he was taken and he was questioned. Still not having received any sleep. Not having probably received any food or water. And he was taken and he was questioned numerous times. I don't know how many of you have ever been questioned. Knowing that your life hung in the balance. I imagine that was pretty stressful, but yet our Lord stood. And Pilate asked the people several times, at least three times, who do you want released to you? I find no fault with this man. And as I read the account, I think maybe Pilate was on the verge of wanting to release him. It says that he was looking for a reason to release Christ. And yet the people called out for him to be crucified. And so he was taken and he was scourged. And when you're scourged in the Roman uh, uh, era, you are, you are whipped with a whip that had very long strands. And at the end of these strands had lead or bone or something hard within them. And so as they beat our Lord, these strands of leather or strap tore His flesh to ribbons. And whatever large chunks of lead or steel or whatever was embedded in those also embedded themselves in His flesh. And as they drew the whip back, it tore His flesh even more. And brothers and sisters, the brutality is real. And what greater expression can you ever understand of love in your life than somebody being beaten for you? They made Him a crown of thorns. And they put it on his head. Not only did they put it on his head, they took a reed and they hit him on his head on that crown of thorns and drove those thorns into his head. They put a robe on him. They mocked him. They spit on him. They hit him. He endured torture. And brothers and sisters, do you know as well as I do that when you have a wound and it begins to heal, this serum builds up within your body and right at the wound and it begins to solidify and scab up. And when this began to happen, they ripped the robe from him. Reopening those wounds, tearing them open. And then they made him carry his own cross, which he fell under the weight of. But bear in mind that he had no flesh. It was torn to ribbons, and so that rough-hewn cross dug into his shoulders and into his back. 
And then they laid him down on this cross and they carefully placed the nails in his hands and in his feet. And you know, not a bone was broken. And you know, our feet have many bones in them. And yet they meticulously placed those nails and drove them through his body. All for you. All for me. And then they slid the cross into the hole, and as he, as he was there upon the cross, he fought for breath. His lungs filling up with fluid. And as he tried to move himself upon that cross, his back again rubbing against that rough hewn lumber. And in the end, he said, It is finished. He said, Thy will is done. And he gave up the ghost. And brothers and sisters, when they pierced his lung, what came out? Blood and water. We read in Genesis that by the blood we are justified and by the, by the water we are justified, by His blood we are sanctified. It's by the Spirit we are justified. He went to the cross that we might be redeemed. Brothers and sisters, when we sin, we push love, the love that we were made with, that we were created with, that which the Lord has within Him is pushed out of us. And through repentance, we can bring that back. That can come back into our lives. From his book, Resurrection and Eternal Life, Arthur Oakman made these comments. Repentance begins not by looking first at what you know is evil in your life, but it starts by reevaluating what you think good. You see, in our lives, when we repent, don't we think upon those things we need to repent of? Rightly so. But the comment is made that when we do this, If we center our attention first and chiefly on our own sins, we will come increasingly to be confirmed in them. The sight of sin accentuates the power of sin and familiarizes us with it. The sight of the cross is the death of sin. Where are we looking? At ourselves? Then we are worshiping an idol. At others? then we may well be confining ourselves in our dull I'm sorry then we may be well be confi- confirming our, ourselves in our dull commonplace wickedness at Christ then and only then do we find the true meaning of life of love and the light of divine glory makes very clear the meaning of sin the longer we look at Christ the more lovely he is And in in the measure of our love for Him, we come to hate sin. 
You do not ignore what you hate. You destroy it. Brothers and sisters, this love of Christ, this revelation of Christ, my prayer for you has been that you might come to a greater revelation of the love of Christ in you, that He has for you. And how do we do this? We, shortly upon entering this world, we there's a throne in our lives, in our heart. And shortly after we enter this world, we climb up on that throne. We're self-centered. We're wicked. We're evil. We are unworthy. The first thing we have to do, when we look at sin, it's easy for us to continue to focus on that sin, brothers and sisters. We need to not focus so much on the sin. We need to focus on Christ. We need to measure ourselves to Christ. And through that looking at Christ, through that evaluating of Christ, through thinking upon Christ and coming to know Him through His Word and through the testimonies which we hear, this is how we grow to hate sin. This is how we grow to step away from the sin we have. We are afraid to give. Sacrifice is the, me- mo- me- uh, the chief means in which love has to, to show itself is through sacrifice. And we point to Calvary for that. We are afraid to give because we become less. If we give too much of ourselves, we become weakened. We give too much, we, we become less. We harrow up within ourselves our own strength and we're afraid to give. We're afraid to love. We're afraid to love somebody else. We're afraid to give to somebody else. Christ could give over and over and over again and never be the less. Brothers and sisters, we have that same love afforded to us. We need not be diminished by the love we give. We need not be diminished by that which we offer to others or sacrifice to others. And we looking at others should not look at others and say, well, why aren't they sacrificing for me? Because that is just as bad a sin, just as wicked a sin as the other. Brothers and sisters, we must come down off that throne and we must let Christ back up on that throne. Let Him show us how to live. Let Him show you how to love. Focus on Jesus Christ.
I just want to affirm that what has been brought to us today and shared of this love of Jesus Christ, that he does love you, no matter what your situation or where you're at on this spiritual journey in life, he loves you very much. And I believe this Christmas season, he wants to reveal his love to you in a way he hasn't ever before. So give room for him in your hearts and see this revealment of love in your life. Father who art in heaven, it's been a great joy to gather into thy sanctuary this day on this Sabbath, to remember thy Son and that great sacrifice, and in so doing we have examined our lives and have realized through that attitude of repentance those things that uh, draw us apart from Thee. 
And Father, we are so thankful for forgiveness in our life. And that all being possible through that great atonement. And Father, as we pronounce this benediction upon this service, we are so mindful of thy love. And may you share this love with your people, even this Christmas season, as they give room for you in their hearts. May you bless them. May we see those miracles and those healings. And may we all be drawn closer together in that unity of heart and mind. And so it is, Father, I would ask this blessing upon your people as they depart. May you keep them safe, physically and spiritually, and be with each one till we meet again is our prayer. In the name of our Lord and Savior, who is Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. Thank you.